welcome to the Business Octopus, where we talk about all things sales, marketing, and technology. Avon Collis, CRM and Marketing Automation Specialist at Relevate and All Around Good Guy. Today, I'm joined with Philip Fucic from Liftoff, who is a pricing mentor and helps get people paid more, more money for the value that they already provide. He's here today to talk about how expert service providers can charge their worth. Welcome, Philip. How are you going? Pretty good. Thanks, Avon, uh, for, for hosting me here. I'm uh, excited about this. Yeah, I think it's a little, little known fact of business owners, you know, they're always trying to get paid for the right amount for the, for the work that they do, but it's sometimes perhaps a little bit harder than it seems and probably harder than it should be. So why don't people get paid what they're worth? Mostly because when you're selling, people can try it out or, or look at it or understand it, right? I don't really not, uh, know much about cars, but you can't sell me a, a dirty car and say it's clean. I, I can see it's dirty, right? Mm. When we're talking about services or some of the technology sold over the internet, I can't really see the value and I'm not going to pay for the value that I, I, I don't see, right? Mm. So th there's a paradox at, at play, at heart here. When you're an expert in anything, you're basically selling to amateurs, people who don't know as much as you do, mm. and they can't value you properly. There are people who can val value you properly, but those are other experts, your peers, your, your colleagues, your competition, they're not gonna hire you. Mm. So. Uh, people who need you can't value you. People who value you pr properly don't need you. It's a paradox. I call it the experts paradox. So that's that's what it's hard. People are naturally not going to pay for the value they don't see, and it's hard to make them see without knowing what you know. That mm. that's that that's the heart of the problem, I think. Well, the nature of services is you don't can't know what it's like until you've already done it and you've already experienced it and you know it's generally people rely on the word of mouth of others or, or like testimonials and things that have can kind of prove what why someone's good at something and i guess early on it's probably really hard for even you know someone who could be the very best expert it's just not well known yet or not well marketed or not well referred just because they haven't asked for it so, you know, I, I would imagine, I, like, I can't imagine at the opposite of the scale, having a top lawyer or a top brain surgeon being bargained down. Generally, people want to hire the most expensive one because presumably they're the best and they're going to get the best result. So there's quite a, okay. quite a range there of, of options. Yeah. And you don't get that in, in, in physical stuff for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. It's even worse when you go into the creative stuff. So... You can get a logo for $20. You can get a logo for $20,000. Yeah. And it happens every day, right? And he will say, how is that even possible? It is possible. These are not the same markets, but it, a logo is not a logo. And the, 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 this, this is where, where it breaks down, right? And as you said, services are basically promises of a future state. That's what a service is. So you can't try it out because once I do it, it's already there. Anyway, it, there's a huge range of reasons why people uh, buy services. And it's not the same if it's, let's say, commoditized service or an expert service. There, there's a big difference. And it sounds like it's arbitrary. Maybe. If I know that you have to move, right? I can say, um, hey, Evan, I, I know a, a pretty decent moving company next to you. Would you like their number? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But God forbid, let's say I know that you need a brain surgeon. And I say, hey, Evan, I know a pretty good brain surgeon next to you. Would you like his number? Mm. No, no, thanks. 
right? If yeah. I say I can connect you to the best brain surgeon in Switzerland, yeah. you may or may not be able to afford him, but you would appreciate the gesture. Yes. And I don't know what, what you would do with a uh, number of, of the best moving service in the world. You don't need that, right? Mm -hmm. Because the difference is when it comes to commoditized services, mm. it doesn't really matter who does it as long as they're minimally professional. If they don't burp too much, they're fine. If they don't break stuff, right? Yeah. And when it comes to expert services, it's it's not the same. It's not the same if this expert or that expert co comes. It's it's, mm. it's it's not the same. So the price can't be, the, the price reflects that, right? Yeah. I think normally when uh, I think about how you, you would have this conversation with a client that's that's potentially arguing with you on the price, you know, there's heaps of memes on on social media that show the the two brickies, you know, one's building a wall, the bricks are all over the place, the other one's building a wall and they're all neat and beautiful and, and aligned and it goes, so you want the cheaper price, right? And, uh, and they're kind of trying to show you that you're going to get crap at the end. But that's kind of insulting if you're going to say that, like if, if I was to go and email that photo or like tag them in a social media and go, here's your, your a tight ass purchasing uh, decision. So how do you compete with a higher price? How do you compete in the market having a higher price or how do you compete with someone else who's got a higher price? Right. You compete on the deal. I'll give you three examples. All of them are short. Hmm. Let's say I need to go somewhere fast and I need a cab. There's two cab companies. One of them is always on time. The other one is 30% cheaper and sometimes on time, right? Yeah. Who has the better price? The second one. Who has the better deal? The first one. Yeah. I don't care about saving $7 if I may be late. I'll, even if I arrive on time, I'll be full. full I'll be shaking. I'll be full of cortisol. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. I, I almost didn't make it. It's not worth it. Mm. So the, the first cab company has a better deal, right? Yeah. Because there's a convenience cost in there mm. along with the monetary cost. Yeah. Second example, I need to send my kid to uh, a private dentist. Yeah. I'm not going to send him to the cheapest one I know. Mm. He may be, I've worked with dentists who, who are really good, but nobody taught them how to price. So mm. they think a low price will, will, will get them more customers, but they're not selling uh, generic services. It really matters mm. who touches my son's teeth, right? Yeah. So there's the price, monetary price, and there's the risk price. Mm. And the risk is preventing me from jumping on the, oh, this one is the lowest price, but not the best deal. Yeah. Finally, the third one, if I'm taking my significant other to, to a fancy dinner and I get a message that says, hi, you don't know me. Uh, I would like to pay for your dinner. I know where you're going. You can have whatever you want, but uh, somewhere during the dinner, I'll come to your table and be very rude to you and you can't respond. Deal? <laughs> now, now, most people yeah. would say no. Some people would say, uh, I, I don't care, I'll have the lobster. But nobody would describe this as a free dinner. You're yeah. still paying with your ego, right? So when, you, when you're a seller, you only see your monetary price. My stuff costs this much. Mm. It does, but it also has a convenience cost, a risk cost, and an ego cost. Mm. Yeah. And all these things together, they make a deal. Mm. So... In all of these uh, uh, um, cases, which are fairly simplified, I just highlighted one of the, the additional costs. You usually have all four. Uh, there's the deal. If, if you have the best deal, you can absolutely outcompete people with a lower price because mm -hmm. their lower price also means 
their convenience costs or their ego cost. You don't want to take your date on, on for, for the cheapest dinner, right? Mm, yeah. Because it, it, it has an ego cost. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. so, so, so when you know this stuff, you can communicate that. You can communicate that your deal is the best. But mm. you have to do it in a way that they understand. It's not enough that your colleagues would understand and approve. Who mm. cares? Who cares if your mom thinks that your service is great, right? Your clients need to understand that this is the better deal. Mm. And that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you're speaking, I'm thinking, you know, you got the pricing triangle and they say you've got good, quick and cheap. And I think, you know, with goods, you know, or, or like something that's transactional, fine, that applies. But I'm thinking expert services... It can be good, like your dentist example. It can be quick because they've done it over and over for years. And it can be cheap just because they're not pricing enough. So the only person losing out is the service provider. Uh, Absolutely. Because normally you go, all right, well, in, in, a, in a theoretical world, market pressures and forces, you can only pick two because, you know, quick and cheap means it's probably not very good. Cheap and good, sorry, you know, cheap and good means probably not very quick. So, you know, it, it's that, that trade-off. It may be quickly. One, uh, it may be quick once you get get in line, right? Once it's your turn, but it may take a while until it's your turn, right? Some of the best cases for 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 somebody to 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 work with me is that they have too much work and not enough to show for it, right? Yes. Because dealing with burnout that's that's popular ever yes. since Corona. That's very good, but you have to be able to afford it. Mm, right? yes. You have yeah. to be able to afford. To give yourself the room to breathe and to sleep normally and to eat properly and you can't just cut off a, a, a part of, of the clients because there's a reason why they're there you need them right yeah. you need yeah. you need their money so in order to, to to get to there you have to be able to charge properly right yeah uh, like the other day we closed a massive deal and it was after the third meeting we didn't really um talk that much in terms of price they said this is what we need i said well this is what we proposed. And they said, we're probably going to need a bit more because they really didn't want to know what it costs in terms of to negotiate. They just want to go, have you got the right level of what, like the services that we need? And so it was, we, they never bargained us at all. We, we actually, we were higher than the previous provider. And, you know, but for those that say no, sometimes I go, well, what's the price of doing nothing? Because there's a problem that's still lurking in the background. And also what's the cost of getting it wrong? So if someone yeah. else, comes in you're gonna to have to redo it you know, we've done that countless of times you know one person it took like weeks and weeks just to un like funny email thing which affected everything in the whole system i i wanted to say there's something jokingly called the, the tank method of pricing okay mm -hmm. so buying a tank is really expensive right yeah now imagine the cost of needing a tank and not having a tank i don't know I'll ask you <laughs> your neighbors <laughs> Sorry? I said, ask Ukraine, your neighbors. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. But no. yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. So when you're buying something like that, something powerful, you're not really buying the, the kilos iron and, you know, the, mm. what you're buying is the potential of having this solution when you really need it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you think an expensive accountant is, is a high cost? Try and cheap one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> something like that right well <clears throat> or a crm exactly. well, well that's what i was about to say like we're kind of touching on on the next question i had was what if i know what they need but they don't that's the whole thing i guess around you know what happens if you don't do this 
So look, what what it's about is confidence. Experts, so I've, I've dealt with many kinds of experts, but it's always the same problem. You don't really want an expert unless you feel that your level of confidence is deficient to the problem as you see it, okay? Mm. So if I don't really think I have a problem, whether whether I'm, I'm completely blind to it or not, no, it doesn't really matter. I don't want to pay for an expert. I know what needs to be done. I just need a pair of hands. Mm-hmm. So you you look like you have time on your hands. Can I buy some time off of your hands, right? So I'm I need the Amazon Turk pricing, right? The, the cents yeah. per, per hour. That that's what I need. Yeah. Uh, if I can get that, okay. I'll but I'll I'll go minimum because I'll just tell you what needs to be done, right? Uh, I may be completely wrong about this, but once there's a difference that changes the game co- completely. So let's say my, my back hurts. I'll, I'll just exercise more. I'll get a dog. No, no, I won't, but who cares? And then one morning I can get up from my bed. It hurts so bad. Mm. At this po- point, my confidence that I can so- deal with this on my own or dictate to somebody what needs to be done is an, at an all-time low. And now I don't want the friendly neighborhood, you know, chiropractic apprentice that, that will be very uh, friendly with the price. I want the best chiropractor that my money can buy right now. Yeah. Because I would like to move. Thank you very much. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so people do themselves a disservice by uh, going with the friendly price because who needs somebody who, who, who only has a little more confidence than I do right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So what if you know that they need something and they don't? Mm. You need to show them, usually through stories, just like you said, that reminds me of, right? Where the pitfalls are. You need to worry them, not unduly, not Mm -hmm. not more than necessary, but also not less than necessary, Yeah. right? If I see a client with their eyes closed, dancing on the edge of the abyss, it's my duty as an expert to say, hey, (laughs) uh, maybe stop. Right. And then they, you know, then you show them, they're like, Oof, oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Right. You still didn't bu- uh, sell, sell them anything, yeah. but you need to worry them duly mm. so that they can see, aha. Okay. So there is a reason why I shouldn't be doing this myself. Mm. And now, now you, you can talk to them. It's, it's like uh, with, with smokers, right? Mm. Um, you can't uh, sell a nicotine gum to somebody who doesn't want to quit smoking mm. because why should they? They, I, It used to be that they, they didn't know. Now they know. It doesn't really matter. But mm. what I'm saying is until somebody is ready to tackle the problem the way it's uh, the real problem that's there, yeah. there's nothing you can sell, sell to them, right? Mm. So anyway, the, the short version is worry them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess like if, if I understand the problem and let's just say they have a, uh, a problem that is not necessarily one that I guess in that moment they feel is important. And I, I guess, you know, you, say for example, my um, wife invented a product and it's, there's a lot of alternative. And so we had to really force it out into the market. And, and I think, you know, particularly for me in the CRM industry, no one wakes up in the morning and goes, oh, I need to get me a CRM. But if it's like some legal thing that they're about to get sued for millions for, or if they're about to, you know, it's going to cost them a lot of money and staff time, even though 
I think a lot of times people don't realize the the upside benefit of CRM or they don't understand the the cost, the time cost of, you know, reworking 10 things over there instead of just spend the money and integrate it or automate it like it's an investment. So, you know, sometimes it's hard to communicate that or it takes time or there's a learning process. Uh, for me, what we do is like courses and, you know, webinars and training. And, and I guess that's more of a marketing problem, but do you see that as like that group model as, as a way to do that, as to make them feel that pain? Or are you saying it's more on that one-to-one -one sales conversation? Uh, that's a good question. It's a complex question. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you can absolutely do both. Uh, you, you can do it en masse, mm. but then I would probably integrate some kind of, you don't want to be the guy knocking on your door saying, hi, um, I'm a roofing expert. You really have a nasty problem on your roof. You, you can't see it. You can't tell, but mm. I can, you should probably pay me a lot of money to solve that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't want to be that guy. You uh, want to to give me, in that example, a list of, I don't know, maybe you have a problem with, with your roof. Here are a list of things. If uh, Here's a list of seven things. If three or more sound familiar, we should probably talk. Yeah, it's a much that, That's going problem. to be completely different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you hear a lot about value-based pricing. This is uh, a... a a popular topic but very little people actually tell you how how to go about it and how to tell uh what the value for your client mm. is and the trick is you don't yeah you have to get them yeah in the conversation one-to-one -to, -one to realize the value yeah and then charge them on that yeah uh, uh you can't tell them this is the 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 the, 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 uh, the value of my service yeah because value is not objective yeah yeah, especially not services. Absolutely not. I we can talk about aluminum, uh, aluminum, if you like, but your yeah. service, the value of your services, is, is not objective, right? I think I learned that pretty early on. I, I when I was trying to figure all this stuff out, I went door to door. I can help you be more efficient in your business. No, no. And uh, the moment I said I can help you get more sales, they're like, come on in, and then I fix all the other stuff later. <laughs> like you find what the in is, and and then it's no brainer. Yeah, there's there's absolutely type, types of, of, of motivations. So you have people who, who are going to go in at, at more sales. Not everybody, some like like medical professions, they, they, they really cringe for, from that or teaching professions. You have people who, who, who go in for, for less cost. Mm. You uh, have a, a much, uh, much better, uh, I think, for experts. In case of people who go for, for lower risk, Mm. so yeah keep everything the same just just please re reduce the volatility that would be fine right yeah if i have the same number of sales but with less uh pills that i have to pop to, to for my hands to start sh stop shaking in the morning uh, yeah. in the morning i would be completely okay with paying for that that that, that type, type of a client right yeah. and finally you have people who want to look you have to, to the people who, who who want to be seen as doing good things which is not necessarily the same thing as doing good things some yeah. things look wrong but they're right and and vice mm -hmm. versa right yeah anyway well, I guess that kind of leads a little into our next question is what do people usually do wrong when it comes to pricing? Ah, yeah. They substitute a tough question for a, for an easier one, right? 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a matter of strategy or tactics. Strategy and tactics are, are very often used as, as synonyms, and they're absolutely not, right? Mm -hmm. You can find a million, probably a literal million of, of videos out there going, hi guys, I'm going to talk to you about three marketing strategies or seven. None of, none of those things are strategies, they're tactics. And I, I like to, to use an example like this. Let's say the goal is to get to the other side of some mountain. Basically, there's three strategies. Going over it, going around it from the left side or further from the right, right side. That's it. Yes, you could go through it, but, but come on, be serious. So, so it's not a problem if we say, aha, okay, so we'll go around it from the left side and we'll take the Jeep up the there then we'll walk and then we'll hire a, a boat and it turns out there's there is no boat but the river is frozen so we can walk changing tactics midway mm. is completely fine mm. and you can do it with webinars first and then blog second and then the 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 the, 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 the direct outreach linkedin posts whatever that's not a problem the problem is if you try to go uh, around it no over it no over it, but from the other, no, uh, uh, over it again, right? Mm. That costs. Yes. You can you can change tactics as much as you like. You can change strategy once every few years. Mm. Otherwise, you, you, this this breaks businesses. And so you asked me about pricing. So pricing is is like an uh, usually seen as an operative sales stuff. Do I give discounts or don't I? Mm. Yeah. That's a part of it, but it's a very, very shallow, small part of it. When I talk about pricing, I mean like, I would like to work less than 30 hours in five years. How, how should my price look today so that I can do that? Mm. That's the kind of pricing that I'm talking about, right? That absolutely translates into how much discounts can I give and under what, uh, what conditions, but also many other things. So. What, what channels make sense, what, what messages make sense, what uh, campaigns make sense, what identity, projected identity make, makes sense, so a brand, right? Um, all of these things are strategic first, then tactical and operational. Mm. But uh, what people mostly do wrong is they start with the, with the question like, okay, I need to get more sales, right? And then rather than asking themselves, who should I be selling to at what price and who will I be compared with? Because those things are hard. They go like, okay, so I need that. Who does ads? Can I do ads myself? Oh, this is this seminar on making ads. I'll, I'll go and look at that, right? Yeah. They substitute yeah. the tough question for the easier one, the strategic for the tactical one. And this leads them astray every time because un until the core is done, yeah. you can't really yeah. tell if something is good or bad. It's, it's a void. You can mm. move, but it doesn't matter, right? Anyway. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I, I think, you know, you commented on a post I made about demographics and how everybody has a very shallow appeal of what, what their market looks like. And there was a post it had like white male, rich, 60 years old, lives in a castle. And there was two people side by side. One was Prince Charles. The other one was Ozzy Osbourne. Extremely different people. And you know, the strategy is find the market, you know, like it doesn't always cut across that set of, of metrics. It can be ethnographics, you know, have a look at um, Lush, the soap brand. They've gone for a cross-section, people who like, you know, soaps and they're environmentally friendly and, and, you know, look after themselves. And you've got everything from lawyers, plumbers, you know, and so all of these people, this massive cross-section 
to look at them, they, they would not stand in a room together, but they all this, the same product. This is one of the consequences that how marketing is taught. So I'm a business graduate. Yeah. Um, marketing is taught basically about product marketing. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Okay, who buy, buys sardines? Can sardine. You can even go there with some demographics. Hmm. Service like yours or like mine has have nothing to do with that. Yeah. Right? Pricing yeah. is fairly simple if we're talking about cans of sardines or we're talking about oil. Yeah. Yes, it's dynamic, but the, the, the rules are very simple. It's hmm. absolutely something else if we're talking about services. The absolutely even more more to the power of three if if, if we're talking about expert services right it, mm -hmm. it's just not that simple and those techniques that that you that you mentioned with uh, with your video i i compare them to a lifeboat a lifeboat is a good thing mm -hmm. when you look at it. it's an efficient but that doesn't mean that you, you should cross an ocean on a lifeboat that, yeah. that's a suicide yeah right yeah it doesn't mean that the the, the technique of a man living in a castle, right? The, the yeah. avatar that is necessarily bad, but it's absolutely overused and not used properly. Mm. So use properly lifeboats are the greatest thing ever. But if mm. you try to, to use just them, yeah. you're going to die. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> Google ads, any kind of ads, yeah. Use <laughs> it in isolation. Because one of the big things and a pain point for me in marketing, people go, if I spend a dollar, I should make 10 in sales and then it doesn't happen like that. It's not like a slot, not even a slot machine. It's not a vending machine. Put $2 in, get a Mars bar. It's more like, you know, it's a, a little bit of an art form. You kind of have to, you're convincing people, real humans to part with money. And sometimes it can take weeks, months, you know, to, to really convince someone to, depending on the size and type of purchase to really sort of come about and, and to make those changes. Absolutely. It's not physics. It's no. not two plus two, two equals four, right? It's, it's, it's not, oh, there's a rule. If I do Facebook ads, then I get money. Uh, yeah. uh, no, no. <laughs> it, it's, it's not physics, right? I was just going to say, and you know, once, once people understand that sort of strategic side, then I think, you know, under, even understanding the value of ads place in these services, getting your pricing right and getting the people that value it. There is room in the budget to spend, you know, an acquisition cost of, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand, depending on what you're selling, it could be very much worth it. And the overall sort of cost accounting would, would add up to be a, a profit sum gain. So I want to thank you for your time here today. It's been absolutely great. We've covered a lot of ground. If you're you. listening and you'd like to hear more about Philip and Liftoff, then the website and his LinkedIn or Linktree will be in the episode comments. Basically, if you're tired of getting outbid from amateurs, winning cheap prices, getting in the way and not making sales, then you need to talk to Philip. It's been absolutely great having you on again. So thank you for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to be on the show, go to relevate.com.au uh, and fill out a contact form. Otherwise, thank you for listening and take care.